is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I will be on uh, Hannity on Fox tonight. At uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I hope you'll join us or tape it or be ready for it or whatever. We're going to have a good time. We always do. Again, another day of tumult, another day where we have to really prioritize what we're going to talk about. By the way, I'm sad to say it appears that Fox is out to get the EPA administrator. I'm not attacking any individuals at Fox. I'm not attacking Fox per se, but it's clear they're out to get the EPA administrator. And he is one of the most effective people in the administration. We talked about this yesterday, didn't we? It's really quite sad. Really quite sad. And I also talked about the cases Landmark Legal Foundation was involved in where we found past EPA administrators concealing their documents, destroying their records, They never got the kind of attention that this guy Pruitt's getting. Never. I can't think of any Obama administration official, cabinet member, whatever. Did we know what kind of lease they had? Did we know who they rented their apartments from? Did we know what kind of flights they took? What kind of dinners they had? No, of course not. The Praetorian Guard media didn't want to know. They didn't want to know about the IRS. They didn't want to know about any of this stuff. Benghazi. They didn't want to know about the, uh, the selling of weapons to drug cartel members in this country, Fast and Furious. They want to know. But I want to start our program with Senator Dick Durbin. Or I affectionately call him Little Dick Durbin from uh, Illinois. And I've told you many times that the late great Senator Fred Thompson told me that Dick Durbin was the least reputable senator because he, he would give you his word and then he'd stab you in the back. Durbin's the worst among many who are horrific. And they like to talk about the left and the Democrats, how they care about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, but they don't care about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, as we've talked about over and over again and as I've written about over and over again. Progressivism is the antithesis to constitutionalism. They cannot coexist, which is why the early progressives were out of the closet in their hatred for the Constitution and the framers of the Constitution and their hatred for the Declaration of Independence. No question about it. There is nothing in the Constitution, nothing, that justifies the creation of a massive bureaucracy. Nothing. And I was looking at this when I wrote Plunder and Deceit. And just to remind, the statistics I pulled together, from 2005 to 2014, there were 800,000 pages of federal regulations. 800,000 pages. In 2014 alone, the Obama administration issued 3,541 regulations. Those are laws. 
And in 2014, Congress passed 129 laws compared to the over 3,500 that the bureaucracy passed. And from 2005 to 2014, the figures I pulled together, there were 37,000 regulations instituted, and you didn't vote for any one, and you're not aware of the vast majority of them. Yet most of them are strict liability. There's fines, there's penalties, there's even jail sentences for thousands and thousands of them. They say they care about the Constitution. There's Article 1, Congress. Article 2, the Executive Branch. Article 3, the Judiciary. Where's Article whatever it is for the massive administrative state? Some of you call it the deep state. Some of you call it the swamp. It's the administrative state. That's what the progressives called it 100 years ago. Its creation is intentional. It is ubiquitous. And no matter how many times you vote, and no matter how many times you vote for Republicans and or conservatives... The administrative state is unaffected. And our president's doing a hell of a good job trying to undo all these regulations that Obama put in place. But the Republican Congress in their budget and the president in signing it ensured that that massive bureaucracy will be in place for the next president and then they'll issue thousands and thousands of more regulations. Every single department of the federal government, every single agency of the federal government, other than the State Department, received massive increases. Despite the fact that the president wanted to slash most of them, and yet he signed it. That's how bad that spending bill was a few weeks ago. The swamp, as we now call it, loved it. It feeds them. It gives them sustenance. You know... It's the Leviathan. That's what it is. You ever read the book Leviathan? You ever see the cover, the original cover of the book? With an octopus, with endless numbers of arms and so forth? That's what it is. The progressives hate the Constitution. And the Republicans are not much better. They're not much better because they feed it, they defend it, and they cut deals with it. Now, here's Dick Durbin, according to the Washington Free Beacon, Paul Cruxton. How many people read the source and give the author credit? How many talk show hosts do that? Almost none. Senator Dick Durbin wrote a letter Wednesday to Sinclair Broadcasting Group Executive Chairman David D. Smith. Okay, so he's writing a letter to the chairman of a media group. Got it? Chairman of a media organization, a conservative media organization, or right of center. Calling the broadcaster's actions troubling and demanding information about its editorial policies. Demanding information about its editorial policies. What do you think the framers of the Constitution would say about that? What do you think they would say? He's a federal official. He's a federal senator. Durbin aired his concern in a letter obtained by NBC News. In other words, he leaked it to NBC News about local stations, TV stations, in the group's network delivering a message opposing false news. Now, you've heard about this for a week, right? I've stayed away from it, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm, uh, underscoring it now based on what Durbin has done. 
So they tell all their affiliates, look, you need to go out there and you need to explain, we're going to do real news, not fake news. Nothing political about it. Republican, Democrat, left, right, in between, nothing. Nothing. This practice, writes Durbin, not only compromises the ability of local reporters to serve the unique interests of their viewers, but it undercuts the journalistic integrity of local news anchors who are required to deliver corporate scripted messages at times without providing a disclaimer of their source, unquote. Now, Dick Durbin is a coward. He will not come on this program. He will not come on any of my programs, and he never would and never will. He's a coward. Because he knows that I know what he is. And behind every progressive is a totalitarian. Behind every progressive is a totalitarian. In heart and mind and soul. May even be unwitting, but that's what it is. Durbin added he had questioned Sinclair's staff last year about how they operate. And at the time, they said they would not deliver such messages. Not only is this practice concerning, it contradicts representation of Sinclair's policies made to my staff by Sinclair's senior vice president of strategy and policy in November 2017 meeting. Can you imagine a Republican senator writing such a letter to CNN? Can you imagine a Republican senator's staff sitting with top CNN officials? Executives demanding information about their editorial policies? Now keep something else in mind. Dick Durbin is the number two guy to Chuck Schumer, who a few years ago drafted and proposed essentially an amendment that would have gutted free speech in this country during political campaigns. You do not hear any media outlets CNN, MSNBC, almost none. Pointing this out, raising concerns about the number two Democrat senator in the United States Senate making demands of a private media company because he doesn't like what they're doing. The media reacted fiercely to a dead, dead spin video cutting together different Sinclair affiliates Reading the promo, critics fixated on Sinclair's conservative bent, calling the message pro-Trump propaganda and dystopian. Durbin also questioned whether Sinclair would penalize employees for not cooperating with corporate directions. So Durbin wants to know their corporate practices vis-a-vis their employees, what their editorial policies are, why they operate this way and not that way, and so forth and so on. Of course, for the good of, uh, of the local affiliates, of course, and for the good of free speech and news collection and, and reportage, of course. Further troubling, Durbin wrote, is recent reporting that there are contractual penalties for, uh, penalties for Sinclair-owned stations and employees that refuse to run Sinclair-produced mandated content. First of all, what's wrong with that? It's a private company. It's a corporation. But whether you like it or not, what's wrong with it or not, it's none of Dick Durbin's business. The First Amendment exists to stop tyrants like this. That's right, I said it. 
It exists to stop little tyrants like this. He's a tyrant. Please confirm, wrote Durbin, what Sinclair's policy is regarding Sinclair-produced mandated content for local news anchors. Further, please clarify whether there will be employment consequences for personnel at local stations who refuse to deliver the scripted promotional message. Not only does he take out of context what Sinclair was doing, which was really an objective message about news reporting and what the company was going to do, telling all of its affiliates and on-air talent to say, this is who we are, this is what we do, this in in essence is our mission statement. Not only is he twisting like the left has, like the low IQ hosts on MSNBC and CNN, who of course never follow a course. They're all independent-minded, you know. Over there at MSNBC, they got all kinds of conservative hosts and libertarian hosts and Republican hosts. MSNBC, CNN, right? They don't have one hate Trump message, hate Republican message, hate conservative message. No. Anti-gun message. No, no, no. All kinds of differing views. And of course, they report the news fair and square, don't they? You have a United States senator, a federal official, trying to intimidate a private media company. And nobody says squat. You had a Democrat president of the United States in Obama surveilling media companies and reporters. And nobody says squat. Donald Trump openly in front of the whole world, specifically accuses certain media outlets of running with fake news, of concocting news, specific reporters, and it's said that he's trying to destroy the First Amendment. Not Dick Durbin. Not Barack Obama. Dick Durbin is a tyrant and he's a coward. And I challenge him again to come on this program and confront somebody who knows what the hell he is and what the hell he's doing. Rather than these soft interviews that he goes on. This company, Sinclair, did nothing wrong. It's just more of the same Saul Linsky tactics, more of the same left-wing Marxist-type tactics being used by the media against media outlets that don't conform, ironically enough, to their Praetorian Guard ideology. And the only reason Dick Durbin is going after this company, Sinclair, is because he can't control it. Like the Democrat Party control most of the media today, and most of the media controls the Democrat Party today. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This is why it's not good to get involved in individual companies. I've defended Facebook, not because I like Bezos, I can't stand the man. Not because I care about their specific principles, mission, or anything else. I meant meant Amazon. Amazon. But this is much worse, even. 
because Durbin's going after a broadcast company. Durbin's going after a company in violation of the First Amendment. And the Democrats do not care. Our borders are wide open. People are coming across the border. MS-13, we don't know who. The Democrats not only don't care, they stop efforts to try and prevent it. Democrat mayors and city councils, as I said the other day, give safe harbor to foreigners who are here illegally and commit crimes in our country. And they use a very clever word, sanctuary. They're giving them sanctuary. They're sanctuary cities. They're aiding and abetting illegal alien criminals. That's what they're doing against the American citizenry. They have politicized immigration. They have politicized our school systems. Now we have calculated pattern of school strikes going on in so-called red states. They have politicized law and order. They want people convicted of crimes and people who've pled to crimes out of prison, and they want to replace them with cops. They have uh, degraded the United States military to the point now where the president signed a bill he really didn't want to sign because he was concerned about that. Still unwise. He could have beat them. But so be, so be it. His intentions were good. These people are the enemy of the republic and the constitution. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You notice the left and the media have no cares about Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general. They don't want to know about his flights. They don't want to know about his mortgage. They don't want to know who he goes to dinner with. They don't want to know anything. Because they like him the Deputy Attorney General of the United States. Now, Mr. Producer contacted people at the Department of Justice, Trump appointees, Republicans, right, Mr. Producer? Who handle the press for the Department of Justice, who have been in touch with us before. And I asked if Mr. Rosenstein would come on my program. I mean, after all, I was a chief of staff to an Attorney General. I know how the Department of Justice works, and I wanted to talk to him. Open your microphone, Mr. Producer. Tell me, what response did you get from our Department of Justice? Uh, they ignored my email. They ignored you. All right, thank you. Now, they ignored Mr. Producer. Because Mr. Rosenstein won't come on the program, and they don't know what to say. And I'm sure we caused all kind of angst over them. What are we going to do? So they ducked. So let me interview Mr. Rosenstein in abstention. Let me interview him in abstention. Mr. Deputy Attorney General of the United States, why do you believe in a Soviet style of justice? You appointed a special counsel. You appointed a special counsel to pursue a political outcome. Everybody's read your May 17th directive to Mr. Mueller. There's not a single crime or criminal statute in that document. Not one. Not one. And you appointed 
Mr. Mueller. One of Jim Comey's closest friends. What kind of an independent appointment was that? Mr. Rosenstein. Now, Mr. Rosenstein, three months after your initial appointment of Mr. Mueller, laying out the areas for his investigation, none of which involved a crime, not one. Mr. Mueller expanded his investigation into areas having nothing to do with your initial appointment of Mr. Mueller. Case Mr. Manafort. Mr. Manafort's finances, Mr. Manafort's taxes, Mr. Manafort's lobbying for Ukraine. If those issues are to be investigated, they're to be investigated at the Department of Justice under the tutelage of the Attorney General of the United States. And yet Mr. Mueller effectively broke into Mr. Manafort's home with a phony warrant investigating Mr. Manafort for matters he didn't have the right to investigate Mr. Manafort for, then comes to you, Mr. Rosenstein, and you issue an after-the-fact expansion of his authority to cover what he already did and what he wasn't legally permitted to do. Three months after your, your initial document, your initial directive, to your appointed special counsel. You changed it. You changed it. Why did you do that, Mr. Rosenstein? Why did you usurp the power of the Attorney General of the United States and do that? Now, now Mr. Mueller, who's not a presidential appointee, who was not confirmed by the Senate, but is your appointee, He works for you. He has leaked to the Washington Post that he plans to issue a report in June or July right out of the the newspaper that will probably accuse the President of the United States, probably, it says, of obstruction of justice. Now, one constitutional expert after another has explained that the President firing the FBI director and the president firing Lieutenant General Flynn is not obstruction. It cannot be obstruction. It is a power that exists, not even inherent, that exists in Article 2. The president is the executive branch. And so you're going to have an inferior employee who's going to announce that the President of the United States in some report probably obstructed justice. And he and his Democrat prosecutors will cobble together the arguments, not for a case in court, but to hand the Democrats in the House of Representatives, who are likely to win the House of Representatives, and I'm going to get to that in a minute too, thanks to the boneheads, McConnell and, and Ryan. And so what Mr. Mueller's going to issue basically is guidance to a Democrat House of Representatives, should they win, for impeachment. Mr. Mueller doesn't believe in due process. You see, Mr. Mueller can indict the president without indicting the president. That is, he can in effect charge the president 
without having to worry about things like a trial in a criminal court. There are no underlying crimes. There are none. Every single thing related to this investigation that involves Flynn or Papadopoulos are what they call process crimes. In other words, the fact of the investigation created the crimes. The fact of the investigations. Mr. Rosenstein. Now, Mr. Rosenstein, the warrant that the FBI secured from the FISA court was fraudulently secured, don't you think? We know as a matter of fact that the upper levels of the FBI were corrupt. They had bad cops there. We know that as a matter of fact. And no thanks to you, Mr. Rosenstein, because you went into the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, and you said, call off Devin Nunes. Call off the dogs. And to his credit, Ryan said, no, I'm not. As a result, we have learned how corrupt the highest levels of the FBI have been. Leakers. Comey gone, McCabe gone, Stroke moved, Page moved, and so forth and so on. Now, Mr. Rosenstein, knowing what you knew about that warrant, knowing what you knew about that application to that judge, one week before the general election, one week in order to try and influence the outcome of that election, you went ahead as Deputy Attorney General And you extended, you sought and agreed and signed off on extending that warrant with the FISA court. Knowing that Fusion GPS was funded by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC. Knowing that some of the sources for that dossier were Putin's, his surrogates in the Kremlin. Knowing that none of this had been revealed to the FISA court. You signed off on an extension for an application on that FISA. Why did you do that, Mr. Rosenstein? Why did you deceive the FISA court? Why did you do that? Mr. Rosenstein, you claim you want to know about Russian interference in our election. Russian interference in our election occurred on the watch of the Obama administration. You're the Deputy Attorney General, and for these purposes, you're the Acting Attorney General. Have you asked President Obama why he didn't do anything? Have you asked Susan Rice why she told the cybersecurity staff that wanted to confront it way back in August before the election to stand down? Have you determined, Mr. Rosenstein, why the Obama administration did nothing to stop the Russians from interfering in our election? It was the Obama administration in the time, was it not, sir? Mr. Rosenstein, we've had felonious leaks that came out of the Obama administration involving surveillance that was taking place, including of the Russian ambassador. You had the unmasking of American citizens and leaking their names to the media, including Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. 
That was done by an Obama official or Obama officials. Tell me, Mr. Rosenstein, what have you done about that? That's a very small circle of people who know these things. What have you done about that? Have you done anything? Does the interference in our election by the Russians merit an investigation of both parties or only one party? See, the Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen, has been vetted. The Republican candidate and his staff have been vetted by criminal prosecutors and by congressional prosecutors, but not the Democrat Party, not Hillary Clinton, not her staff, not Debbie Wasserman Schultz, not Donna Brazil, not the DNC. They haven't been vetted at all. They haven't been investigated by Mr. Mueller. They haven't been investigated by any congressional committee. Nunes is doing his best, but he's handicapped all the time. The special counsel has no interest in that whatsoever. So, Mr. Rosenstein, how can it possibly be that you say you want to look into collusion and interference by the Russians, except when it comes to the Democrats and the Democrat Party? Why is that? Who is investigating Susan Wright and her stand-down order? Who's investigating Samantha Power, the former ambassador to the U.N., and her unmasking frenzy? Who is investigating Hillary Clinton and her campaign and the DNC and their funding of a dossier which had input from the Russians? Who's investigating that at the Department of Justice? Oh, yes, and Mr. Rosenstein, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the senior level of the Federal Bureau of Investigation that has done more damage to the wonderful men and women who work at the FBI than anybody could, including the Russians. They interfered with our election even more than the Russians. They used the power of the law to go after the Trump campaign, to go after the Trump transition. Here's why I'm a big fan of Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe System is prepared for anything that gets thrown at it. If a storm takes out your power, Simply Safe is ready. If an intruder cuts your phone line, Simply Safe is ready. Say an intruder destroys your keypad or siren. Simply Safe will still call the authorities and get you the help you need right away. Now, here's what I love about this. Sure, maybe it's overkill in your mind. Maybe you don't need to be ready for every worst case scenario. But that's what makes Simply Safe Home Security System so great. It's always ready. Now, Simply Safe's triple safeguard protection could cost an arm and a leg, but it doesn't. Instead, they only charge you what's fair. So 24-7 professional security monitoring is just $14.99 a month. And with Simply Safe, there's no contracts and no hidden fees. That's why I recommend them to everyone I know. You've got to check it out. Go right now to simplysafemark.com. It's that simple. Simplysafemark.com to protect your home and family today. Simplysafemark.com. All right, let's see here. What happened to the lib? Oh, 
Allen, Northern Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Hello? Yes, go ahead, Allen. Hello, Mark. Beautiful evening out here, isn't it? What's that? I said a beautiful evening here in Northern Virginia. Are you a weatherman? Uh, thank you, sir. Go right ahead. Yes. Uh, I Listen, I enjoyed your show on Sunday night on Fox. Um, you seemed almost like a different person, though. Uh, just okay, pal, do you have a question to ask? I, what would you like Rosenstein to do at this point? We have- no, Rosenstein can't do anything at this point. As I said the other day, the attorney general should step in, take that part of the case now that Mueller's working on, and give it to uh, line prosecutors inside the Department of Justice. Now, were you defending uh, Manafort? At Sir, point? did you even hear what I just said? No, I, I, but I was I'm just- not. Def- you must be a lib. You must be a kook. It's not that I'm defending Manafort. It's the process I have a problem with. It's not that I'm defending Amazon. It's the attacks on Amazon that I have a problem with. It's not that I'm defending Sinclair. It's the way a senator attacks Sinclair that I have a problem with. Can your mind filter that? Oh, now you've explained yourself much better. I have explained this over and over again. No, you're just uh, really. you're just dense. No, that you, you're not defending these people, then. They're just the people that... Well, how can I defend Manafort? I, I only know what the prosecution says. There hasn't been a trial. But I know the tactics that were used against him were wrong. And I know that from my own experience. It's also invested. I get off the phone, you idiot. You don't want to shut the hell up. You just go on and on and on because that's what liberals do. And you know what, Mark? I really liked your Sunday show. He's not watching the Sunday show. I really you're like a different person there. Because I don't have to talk to goofballs like this. Alan the Lib. So you're defending Manafort, are you? I don't know Manafort. Oh. Well, now you've uh, clarified yourself. No, I haven't. I've said the same thing day in and day out, day in and day out. Let's continue, shall we? Michael, Alexandria, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Mark, I I apologize for that last caller. He gives WMAL callers a bad name. Uh, I just about ran off the road when I when you were telling me about Dick Durbin. It's mm-hmm. just incredible. Then then another news break comes on and says that the, some governor somewhere is not going to, she won't uh, commit. Oh, yes, the governor Guard. of Oregon says, I'm not calling up the National Guard, even if the president requests it. Wait, what's the common denominator? Well, the I'll tem- tell you what the common denominator is. The left is undermining the rule of law. The left is undermining the country. The left is advancing its own agenda, the party agenda, and it could care less about anything else. Exactly. And for the Republicans to... And that goon who called right before you, Michael, he will defend every mass murder and their due process rights, every terrorist and their due process rights, but Manafort, ah, get him, get him, get him. I mean, I, I hate to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole, but isn't it time someone figures out that Manafort might have been a Trojan horse because... No, I don't think so. The Podesta group was working with him. They knew... No, no, all right, slow down, slow down. You're calling the wrong show for this. The Podesta group may have been working for him. He's not a Trojan horse. If he was a Trojan horse, they wouldn't be chasing him now. That's true. But, uh, and you're right. Like I say, I don't want to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole, but I am so... You don't even need to. Look what's right in front of your face. Look what's going on here. Exactly, and, and the statement from that governor, oh, she's deeply troubled. They're all deeply troubled. Well, I'm apoplectic. Where mm-hmm. are we going to get governments that follow their own laws? 
Yep. Oh, it's the rebellion, don't you know? There's a resistance movement going on here. Yeah, like the Confederacy. There's a resistance movement. I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, You know, all signs are pretty bleak for the Republicans right now. I'm not making any predictions. I'm just saying what's going on out there. You know, uh, Congresswoman Black in Tennessee, there's a poll out tonight that she's behind the likely Democrat opponent, who is a former governor of Tennessee, by 12 points. In Wisconsin, a leftist was elected to the Supreme Court, and their Supreme Court elections in Wisconsin are a big deal, the way they are in Pennsylvania and so forth. And our friend, the governor of Wisconsin, Scott Walker, has warned and is warning We're losing seats, and we're losing them big that we shouldn't be losing. And you'll recall they lost a Republican state Senate seat there to a Democrat earlier. In my state of Virginia, the state assembly was 64 Republicans and 36 Democrats. You know what it is today? 51 to 49. And the reason it's 51 to 49 and not 50-50 is because it's not permitted to be 50-50. So they they drew straws or something of that sort, and the Republican won. And a no-name Democrat, the lieutenant governor, nobody knew who he was, won by double digits. Now, what's the cause of this? Well, I think it's a confluence of issues here. When you listen to the Democrats on TV, on radio, the Democrat politicians and the leadership, they are doing everything possible to hit all the hot buttons. Race, sex, wealth, 
race, race, to try and turn out their constituent groups. That's what they're doing. They're doing it at the local level, the state level, and the national level in what is a very well-coordinated political offensive. They have Donald Trump as the boogeyman. That if only they could get rid of Donald Trump, we'd have equality, we'd have social justice. You'd have free education, free health care, as usual, preaching utopia. And of course, over the years, and it's now having a significant impact, open borders under George W. Bush, under Barack Obama, with the support of Lindsey Graham and John McCain and many others, has consequences. Chain migration has consequences. And as more and more people coming here become citizens, they're able to vote. And that's what they're doing. Also, over the decades, constant indoctrination in our public school system, in our colleges and universities, through our media, makes it more and more difficult, despite talk radio and despite Fox and some of these other places, to get a balanced viewpoint. And there's groupthink. One of the places where it is incredibly difficult to have an honest debate these days is at our universities and colleges. It's incredible. One of the places where it's really not possible to have an honest debate is on most of our media platforms, despite the fact that they're multitudinous. But there's another reason. There's another reason Republicans are losing across the country. And that's because of the Republican Party. And in particular, Mitch McConnell. And secondly, Paul Ryan. The Democrat Party cares about its base. It feeds its base. It nourishes its base. It embraces its base. The Republican Party, the modern Republican Party, is a progressive party, and it hates its base. It hates its base. John Boehner hated conservatives, particularly me. McConnell hates conservatives. And Paul Ryan has now defied conservatives. It hates its base. That's why you strangely need, within the House of Representatives, a Freedom Caucus. Well, what do you need a Freedom Caucus for? Aren't the Republicans supposed to stand for these things? But they don't. They don't. Look at how many of them promoted and voted for that massive, unparalleled, bloated budget that puts out billions and billions of dollars to left-wing groups, to left-wing causes, to the bureaucracy. More than Obama could have ever dreamed of. More than Obama could ever have dreamed of. President of the United States, in my view, foolishly proposes 1.8 million new citizens out of illegal aliens. Crazy, really. More than Obama would ever have done. 
It's not enough for the Democrats because it'll never be enough for the Democrats. Nothing's ever enough for the Democrats. And so the Democrats use this to advance race baiting. That's what they do. Even though Trump offered far more than Obama ever thought of offering. Trump is the racist. Obama's the champion of the Hispanic folks. So they, they change the nature of the voter, the nature of citizenship, endless indoctrination in our government schools, endless indoctrination coming through the boob tube, and most of radio, apart from talk radio. And it has consequences. But McConnell is incapable of dealing with this and doesn't even care about it. McConnell does not care about it. McConnell is not a conservative. McConnell is a political operative, much like Karl Rove. He's a political operative. And political operatives, in the end, fail. Like Karl Rove failed. We, in 2006, we lost the House, we lost the Senate, we lost the Republican majorities that we had before George W. Bush became president and before Rove was deputy chief of staff. The Tea Party conservative movement rose up spontaneously. And what happened? We won the House back. We won over 30 governorships. We won legislatures we never won before. We eventually took the Senate. And, of course, we took the presidency. And all along the way, Mitch McConnell was attacking us, claiming we would have taken the Senate in 2012, but for the conservatives and the Tea Party. And Mitch McConnell right now is a no-show. He's not anywhere to be found to defend his handiwork. But behind the scenes, I know several senators. He's a vicious, nasty man in the shadows. He's power-hungry. Whether he's in the majority or the minority, he just wants to be a player. And we had Peter Schweizer on here, who explained what the McConnells are up to, and they're working with the Chinese government and how they've made an enormous amount of money the family has. It's grotesque. So now McConnell does this interview for a Kentucky news outlet, Kentucky Today. And in terms of the midterm elections for the Senate, he says, the wind is going to be in our face. So McConnell will blame conservatives. McConnell will blame Trump. McConnell will blame the Democrats. But what McConnell won't do is look in the mirror. And here's the sad truth. He will remain the so-called leader of the Republicans in the Senate for the rest of his life if that's what he wants to do. If that's what he wants to do, they'll never, ever get rid of him. McConnell said, you've heard me say before that I thought the decision I made not to fill the Supreme Court vacancy when Justice Scalia died was the most consequential decisions I made in my entire political career. The things that will last the longest time, those are my top priorities. So then why didn't he just leave after he did that? Why didn't he just leave? There are many top priorities, ladies and gentlemen. The debt is a top priority. 
Is that a lasting McConnell legacy? Yes, it is. Securing the border is a top priority. Is that a lasting McConnell legacy, the lack thereof? Yes, it is. Failing to properly fund the military, he'll tell you, look, Obama was in office. Or I'll tell you now, look, I don't have 60 senators. Look, I don't have this. Look, I don't have that. That's not a leader. That's not a statesman. That's not a general. That's not anything. It's a fake. That's a fraud. Any idiot, any monkey can sit there if you have 80 Republicans. But you're never going to have 80 Republicans. We've never had 60 Republicans. The most we've ever had, and I went through this with you the other day, is 55. 55! He is a failed leader in the United States Senate. He's failed us. And because he has enshrined so many of Obama's objectives, and even gone beyond Obamacare, they can talk about the individual mandate all they want. That's like 10 or 15% of the American people. The vast majority of you are unaffected. Obamacare is still killing your health care system. What the hell did they do about it? You know what they did about it? Lamar Alexander wanted to fund Obamacare to the fullest and help the insurance companies. You see, I'm a free trader. I believe in competition. I believe in markets. Even within the country. Not subsidies. Obamacare is here to stay. Open borders are here to stay. Massive bureaucracy is here to stay. Planned Parenthood is here to stay. Not only here to stay, funded like never before. So here's my point. Mitch McConnell should be congratulated. He should be congratulated. Paul Ryan should be congratulated. They both should be congratulated. Not by us. But by the progressive left, the Democrats, and the media, and all the rest. Because they have delivered for the left like Obama could not deliver for the left. And this is why Republicans are in trouble. And this is why they may get their asses kicked from sea to shining sea. And no amount of consultants on TV and radio telling us, we got to vote Republican, got to vote Republican, got to vote Republican is likely to reverse it. Now, my grave concern is should the Democrats take the House, and I've told you this a thousand times, the president will be in serious danger. He'll be in serious, serious danger. And whether you like our president or not, whether you agree with him all the time or not, he does not deserve to be impeached. He hasn't done anything. This is a fabrication. This entire effort on collusion, on Russia, on obstruction is a fabrication. And if we allow our republic to turn into some kind of third world banana republic joke, we are going to suffer the consequences for this. The President of the United States, his campaign, his administration, has been investigated based on a fabrication. Whereas the prior administration and its activities with the IRS, Fast and Furious, and so much else, was never investigated. There was never a special counsel. So it cannot be the case. 
that the leftists in our government skate, for, skate, skate away, no matter the consequences. But a guy like Trump is elected, and from day one he's under investigation as they try and handicap his administration. If we lose the House and we lose the Senate, or we lose one or the other, you can thank the current Republican leadership and many of the men and women who march behind them and will not challenge them. They will cause the disaster. I'll be right back. Mark Let's go to Judy Delaware, the great WGMD. Go. Hey. Hi, Mark. Nice to talk to you tonight. Thank you. I watched you on CRTV last night. I'm a subscriber. Love it. I'm also a teacher, and your whole show was about this teacher strike in red states. As I watched you, I kept thinking, if these are red states, there had to be some conservative teachers that voted for Trump in those states. Not all teachers are in love with the union leftist politics like myself. Aren't there any conservative-minded teachers in these red states who refuse to strike? Yes, but there's nothing they can do. But are what they can being- they do? What, what I, I, you know, I heard somewhere once, I don't know if this is true, that about a third of the teachers are Republicans, even putting aside the conservative nomenclature. Okay. But they are overwhelmed because the unions are controlled by the leftist Democrats. The NEA... And the AFT, these are hardcore left-wing Democrat entities. And as if you watch the show as you did on Levin TV, which is part of CRTV, you saw that I had the charts mm-hmm. and how all the money they pour in the Democrat campaigns. And I even went through Democrat, 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 and it went on and on and on and on. So they're not, they're not striking in New York. They're not striking in California. They pretty much get everything they want and bankrupt those states anyway. No, they're striking in Oklahoma and in Kentucky and they earlier in West Virginia. And they're thinking about it in Arizona. And it's all time for the midterm elections, too, to get out the vote, to get people to get people really uh, to get them, you know, res- resolve and, 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 and work them up. And, and that's what they're doing. But where are the conservative teachers then? Are they just. Buying- well, I'll ask you, where are you? I don't know. I mean, my state isn't having any major action right now, but I I do. Well, as a teacher, let's say your your union calls a strike. What can you do? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, if you if you. And by the way, it's not only teachers. You got conservative cops, conservative firefighters, conservative private sector unions. You got conservatives in there there too. That's the problem. You know, you'll listen to people like Robert Reich who will tell you unions represent the workers. You know, a lot of these unions don't even represent their members. No, so do you think the Janus case is coming up? Do you think that will change that at all for us? It would help with respect to public sector unions, no question about it. And they, that case is about uh, whether or not uh, the government can allow unions to withdraw uh, from, pe- from uh, employee salaries, dues, um, without the member's approval. And then the member has to go back and basically fight to get their dues back. So uh, there's a challenge that that's uh, unconstitutional. I think it is. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. I shall return.
doesn't suffer fools well. So, if you're a fool, don't call 877-381-3811. You know, it's a fact. Attorneys are expensive. And you're likely to pay around $300 an hour if you're lucky. That's just one reason why smart business owners turn to LegalZoom. Now, listen to me on this. Over 2 million Americans have used LegalZoom to start their businesses with LLCs and corporation and more. But even after your business is set up, after, LegalZoom can still help you. Lease agreements, changing tax laws, contract reviews, all part of running your own business. You see, because LegalZoom has expanded its activities. Now, they're precisely the kinds of legal hurdles that take time and effort away from growing your business. So LegalZoom created their business legal plan, their business legal plan. Now, with it, you get legal advice for for your uh, business from vetted, I said vetted, independent attorneys and tax professionals available in every state. Plus, you get access to NDAs, lease agreements, and a whole lot more. The best part? The best part is you won't get charged by the hour since LegalZoom is not a law firm. Instead, you pay one low upfront price. One low upfront price. So check out the business legal plan at LegalZoom.com right now. Get special savings when you enter Levin at checkout. Seriously, Levin, L-E-V-I-N at checkout. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. LegalZoom.com. I mean... They have so revamped their operations, and they are absolutely a terrific outfit. Save you a lot of money, too. That's the point. All right, let's take some more calls here. Let's see here. Let's go to Ed, New York, the great WABC. Go. How are you? Let me ask you a question, Ed. Are you listening to my show live on WABC or the Rangers? Uh, no, I'm listening to your show on WABC. Uh, very good. Even though very I'm like good. 140 miles away or so, unfortunately, my more local station uh, doesn't have you on any longer, so I have to listen on WABC, which comes in with a little bit of static. But All right, I'm sorry I asked. Go right ahead, sir. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I was just going to say that I really think that the Republican leadership wouldn't mind losing one of the houses of uh, Congress in, in you know, November. Uh, it's no better way to derail the Trump agenda than for them to no longer have majorities. Mm-hmm. That you believe a political party is in the business of losing elections? Well, I think when it comes isn't, to... Isn't that a strange political party? Without a doubt. When it comes to people like McConnell and uh, Ryan, though, I, I could definitely see them having that as a, you know, a way of... Again, cutting off an agenda that they just refuse to agree with, even though they pretend that they do. Mm-hmm. All right, sir. Appreciate your call. Philip, Louisville, Kentucky on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hi, Mark. I'm a longtime listener, retired military. I listen to you on your Mark Levin app. Thank you, sir. And, uh, thank you for educating me. I really appreciate the free well, education. Well, thanks for your service. Sir, I, uh, earlier today you did a great job shedding light on Rosenstein. Uh, just how quickly that he appointed this special counsel, um, you know, with uh, with Comey and and, and, and he was under pressure from the Democrats. The guy just buckled like a coward, didn't he? Well, sir, if you read uh, just the, the headlines from the time, it uh, it basically says he was under pressure from the public and the congressional 
pressure also. It made it sound like he was a victim, you know, like he had no choice. His hands were tied appointing Mueller. I like to call him Mullet. I mean, I know you like your special <laughs> names. Um, it, just, it just drives me crazy that no one has pointed out the fact that, you know, just shed light on him doing this so quickly. And then on the, uh, on the other hand, um, the attorney general, you know, recuses, recuses himself and is just holding back from any other special counsel, anything that applies to Hillary or the Democrats. They're, they're not being vetted and, you know, all the immunities that her staff was given. And, oh, it just goes on and on and on. It was eight years of just pure hell for me under the Obama administration. And the Republicans just need to get behind Trump and do their job. Yeah, well, looks like a problem to me. I appreciate your call, Philip. Dan in Las Vegas, Sirius Satellite, how are you? Hey, Mark. Uh, uh, always an honor to talk to you. Um, Thank you. I, uh, Thank you. I, I work for, um, in, in some capacity for the school districts out here. I, I go from school to school, and uh, I just wanted to share a few things that I saw with you today at one of the high You must be a cop. No, I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop. All right. Um, I, 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 um, but I bounce right. around from school to school, and uh, um, it, I saw a few things today. So you, the, what I believe is that these kids come out of high school primed and ready to go for the Democrat uh, and mm. the leftists. Uh, uh, you know, they, they have them for six hours a day, and they got these kids right where they want them. Um, there were two murals in the school painted by the kids. Uh, one of them said, um, a world without borders is a world full of love. So this was painted in 2017, what the kids all, you know, uh, put their signatures on the bottom and dated it 2017. And, there were, you know, it was a map of the world, and, and it was, you know, it was just yeah, people holding hands and, and whatnot. But um, I just found that interesting. I wanted actually to take a picture of it and send it to you. I thought you'd get a, a, a kick out of it. Actually, not a kick, but be a, a terrified of the thing. Uh, and another one of the murals said, um, one of the other down one of the other uh, hallways, it said, um, uh, you know, uh, we all work together with helping hands or something along those lines. And it was pictures, you know, kids painted hands, and uh, within the hands, there the the hands were painted with uh, different flags from the world. Mm-hmm. I was looking in particular for one flag, and it was missing. Do you know what one that was? U.S. It, it was the U.S. flag was not mm-hmm. on that wall. So, all right, Dan. Appreciate your call. No, I get the point. It's quite, quite depressing. It's quite upsetting. I mean, I'm looking at look look at the country today. Why is there so much conflict? Why is there so much confrontation in this magnificent country? And the reason is we have an ideology that that thrives on it. In fact, it, it would fail. But for a confrontation. And I talked about this before. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it starts in the classroom. We've got to figure out how to break up. You know, they talk, well, we've got to break up uh, Amazon. You're focused on the wrong damn thing. All the monopolies that really are of consequence and affect us in really vital ways are within the federal government. 
the federal government. We have a monopoly of government education. And so you have these monopolistic unions. Now, early on, when they were developing the antitrust laws at the federal level for the first time, Theodore Roosevelt, who was a progressive, refused to agree to allow these antitrust laws to cover unions. And so you get something like the NEA. Starts out as a professional association. Now it's a thug operation. It's a thug operation. Shuts down schools. Dictates contracts. What goes on in the classroom. What can't go on in the classroom. What goes on at recess. What can't go on at recess. I'm not talking about the teachers. I'm talking about the thugs that run the NEA. Like the crooked cops who ran the FBI for a period of time. And you look at these mayors in these cities. These sanctuary cities. Not sanctuary cities. Citizens don't go there for sanctuary. Criminals go there. They're criminal havens. They're not sanctuary cities. And worse yet, they're not even American criminals. They're foreign criminals. The former would be bad enough. We get into a huge national debate over something as simple as, should we secure our border? No, no nation debates that. Every nation secures its border. What's the debate? What's the debate? We watch as the left at the local level and at the federal level literally destroys a city, literally destroys Baltimore, Maryland. The former president, the former attorney general, the former consigliere to the president. Ah, forget her name. Look what they've done to this great city. People are leaving. Another left-wing nirvana, utopia. All of it's unnecessary. All of it's unnecessary. Free speech. Where does free speech exist? Here? Several places, but where, where does it not exist? On most college campuses. You cannot have open and free debates. There are more propaganda mills now, indoctrination mills. And we spend hundreds of billions of dollars every year on public education at all levels. Hundreds of billions of dollars and have absolutely no damn say about any of it. We've got tenured teachers. We've got tenured professors. We've got tenured administrators. We've got public sector unions. We've got school boards for the most part aren't worth a crap. We've got administrators who don't look out for the kids, but they look out for the teachers. I'm telling you the truth. Are there exceptions? Of course. My mother was a teacher. I've got a lot of teachers in my family, but they're not left-wing kooks. And so we don't even control what our kids learn when they're away from us most of the day. Sanctuary cities, open borders, threaten, the threatening of free speech on college campuses and universities, the war on law and order, and of course the use of racism 
This nation's fabric is being shredded. It's being torn to shreds. And that is the purposeful Marxist left agenda. Progressivism for the thousandth time is the bastard child of Marxism. They reject our principles. They reject our values. They reject our beliefs. It's even controversial if you say, no, you know what, little boys with, the, you know, with that kind of genitalia ought to go to the boys' room and the girls with their genitalia. What do you want? Are you discriminating? Discriminating against what? Against whom? Everything's up for grabs. Nothing's stable. The law's not stable. The culture's not stable. Nothing's stable. Nothing. And when you read Hegel, and when you read Marx, and when you read Rousseau, and when you read Alinsky, and you read all these people, you know exactly why. You must destroy that which is in order to create your utopia. You must destroy that which is. You must radically change society. I listen to this guy, Bernie Sanders. Free college, free health care. Everyone should be on Medicare. I said, what's a guy in third grade? What, are we in a candy store? Is this this kind of simpleton kind of language? I mean, is this really is persuading people? Apparently it is. Apparently it's persuasive. We have lawmakers who don't make laws. The vast majority of laws in this country are not made by lawmakers. They're made by a fourth branch of government that doesn't even exist in the United States Constitution, the administrative state. You got a guy over there at the EPA who's trying to control what's going on, and they're picking him to pieces over there. He's hanging out there. They're picking him to pieces. I don't care what he ate. I don't care about his lease. I don't care what damn airplane he took. What do you think of that? Nobody cared about prior EPA administrators because they were left-wing radical kooks. Nobody cares about the hypocrisy of Al Gore. Nobody cares about the hypocrisy of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and all their lies and fabrications. So I'm supposed to get worked up about the EPA administrator because the guy's trying to do a good job? Hell no. Everybody who tries to stand up to this Leviathan, whether it's Trump, whether it's the Freedom Caucus, whether it's the guy at the EPA, whether it's me, come under these withering assaults, personal character attacks. Whereas the left and the people who build this monstrosity and defend it and fund it and expand it, never. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Been a little wordy, haven't I? Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, sure, you could have surgery to look younger. Why on earth would you do that, by the way? Listen to Joanne from Connecticut. My husband looks 10 years younger using Genesil. He saw results the first day he used it. I've also had remarkable results. Can't be without it. Now, seriously, imagine the bags and puffiness under your eyes gone. 
That's years off your appearance. Genesel by Chamonix is an easy choice. Genesel contains natural ingredients for incredible results safely and quickly. In fact, with immediate effects, you'll see results like Joanne's in as little as 12 hours or your money back guaranteed. Now, I want to stress this. You will see immediate results in as little as 12 hours or your money back guaranteed. And right now is the perfect time to try Chamonix's brand new Genesel eyelid for droopy, sagging eyelids. Now, order Genesel right now and get the brand new Genesel eyelid lift absolutely free. Go to Genesel.com, that's Genesel.com, or call 800 Skin 604, 800 Skin 604, and you call now, and express shipping is also free. So, you really ought to try it out. 800 Skin 604, 800 Skin 604, or go to Genesel.com, that's Genesel.com. Mark, Fort Wayne, Indiana, XM Satellite, go. Hello, Mr. Levin. How are you today? All right. Thank you, sir. You know what? I I enjoy listening to you, um, but sometimes I tire of the fact that a lot of people give us teachers a hard time, and I'm one of the ones that gives them the straight Constitution that teaches them to question and to look for the truth in in all things around you so you know it, it's just hard to take sometimes when people people denigrate and and put us in that bad position as a teacher well sir look people talk about talk show hosts a certain way they talk about the military a certain way they talk about the cops a certain way and i over and over and over again say there are good teachers but And there's simply no denying what the NEA is up to and the AFT is up to. These are powerful, powerful unions who man the precincts on Election Day, who make sure there's enormous funds to advantage the Democrat Party and Democrat candidates. And I'm sorry to tell you this, but you may be doing that in your classroom, but there's a lot of awful stuff going on in our school systems that are degrading our history and undermining our morals. And I agree with you 100% and, and, and do everything in my daily teachings to, to, over, to overcome that. And, and you are and, one and, of the great teachers because I had some good teachers just like you. I also had the kooks, by the way. But uh, it's very, very important what you're doing because you can influence even 100, 200, 500 kids during the course of your career. And you don't know. They could become very, very important and influential people down the road. So thank you, Mark. I shall return. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. By the way... And 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, I will be on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. Also, you'll want to check out Levin TV. I consider it truly an exceptional show that's out there for those of you who want to watch it. And while I'm at it, this Sunday, 
in my show, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox, 10 p.m. Eastern. Sarah Palin. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. She's going to have an opportunity to speak without being interrupted, without being attacked, without being ridiculed. So I think you'll want to hear this. Senator Palin, she's, she's terrific. Now, I want you to hear Bernie Sanders. Now, you know, they don't ridicule Bernie Sanders. No, no, no. He's treated with the utmost respect, despite the fact that he's a communist. No, 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 you don't understand. He's a democratic socialist. I know what he is. I know what he is, and I know who he is. Like Durbin. I know what he is, and I know who he is. But here's Bernie Sanders. Now, I want you to think about Bernie Sanders and... As, and and th- does he remind you of a fifth grader, third grader in a candy store? Cut 10, go. The business model, if you like, of the Democratic Party for the last 15 years or so has been a failure. Now, what happened, people sometimes don't see that because there was a charismatic individual named Barack Obama who won the presidency in 2008-2012. He was obviously an extraordinary candidate, brilliant guy. But behind that reality, over the last 10 years, Democrats have lost about 1,000 seats in state legislatures all across this country. Now stop. Now why would that be? Why did the Democrats lose 1,000 seats? Now listen to this. Go ahead. And you got... Significant numbers of states, like Mississippi, where the governor, the legislature, the senators are all Republicans. Now, how does this happen at a time when the Republican agenda is the agenda of the billionaire class? Now, just listen to this. It's the agenda of the billionaire class. They just voted for this massive spending. They have kept Obamacare. They haven't undone a damn thing. They've spent more than Obama could even dream of. The Republican Party is promoting the agenda of the billionaire class. Now, the idea that a relatively competent backbencher Republican can't confront these pathetic and bizarre and absurd Marxist-oriented arguments is part of the problem. The billionaire class. There are more billionaire Democrats than there are billionaire conservatives. Gates is no conservative. Bezos is no conservative. Buffett's no conservative. You look at the top billionaires in this country, the majority are Democrats or liberals or what have you. They'll pick the Koch brothers and another one here or there. But the multi-billionaires, most of them, are Democrats. Now, why would that be? Well, it's really quite simple. Just because you have multi-billions of dollars doesn't mean you're a constitutionalist. Doesn't even mean you're a capitalist. Means you've found a way to make multi-billions of dollars. 
and you'll do whatever you have to do to make it and do whatever you have to do to protect it. That doesn't mean that you are committed to the principles of capitalism. Many people get rich in this country off of government. Many people get rich on this country by destroying their competition through government regulations. Like many people want to destroy Amazon because they feel they would make more money if there wasn't an Amazon. Well, too bad. Amazon isn't there for them. And it's not their plaything to kill. You want to take it on? You take it on through competition. You know, a million people taking on Amazon through competition, that's quite considerable. But anyway, that's not my point. So for Bernie Sanders, the problem with the Democrat Party is their model, you see, because the Republicans keep winning even though they represent the billionaire class. He's a fool. But he'll always talk about classes because that's the indoctrination. In a nation where there are no classes, there's no caste system where anyone can fail and anyone can succeed. We don't have a class system in this country, but for Bernie Sanders, he will insist on it. He'll insist on it. And if you disagree with him, you must be part of the billionaire class. He is a vapid, buffoonish old man and an old red. That's what he is. That's what he is. I'll say it. Nobody else will say it. But that's what he is. His positions are predictable and knee-jerk. Whether it's his support for Hamas against the Israelis. Or his support for socialism against capitalism. I will tell you this. We have tried to approach Bernie Sanders to come on my Sunday show. I've been desperate to get him on my Sunday show. And I would treat him with absolute respect. I want to discuss his ideology. I want to discuss the philosophers he believes in. But he won't come on. He won't do it. And you've seen the Sunday show. It's a very substantive intellectual enterprise. Because they don't want to debate these things. They want to give speeches and they want to put down other people. I want to debate these things. I want to get into it. Not with an idiot who calls me by the name of Alan, says he wants to talk about Sinclair and then goes off on other stuff. That's Alan. You know what I mean. So, that's Bernie Sanders. The billionaire class. The Republicans stand for the billionaire class. Now, the Republicans stand for government. The Republicans stand for government. That's who they are. That's what they do. Now, it doesn't mean they're radical Marxists. doesn't mean they're radical progressives. But they're progressives nonetheless. And Bernie Sanders. I mean, the idea that he got 45% of the vote of the Democrats who were running. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. How bad things are. Bob, Baltimore, Maryland. The great WCBM. Go. Hi, Mark, this evening. Earlier in the program, you mentioned that Mueller seems to be aiming for a political indictment of President Trump by issuing guidance to the Congress for uh, an impeachment. By issuing a report which provides 
what Congress needs to try and do the Trump up, the trumped up uh, charges. No pun intended there, but that's what I think they're up to. Well, I think that that may explain why President Trump is saying that he would like to meet with Mr. Mueller. Not that he necessarily will, but I think he's forward-looking and maybe trying to express that thought, that sentiment, for the purpose of uh, public consumption, that if there is such a report that... So he should set himself up for a perjury trap for public consumption? No, what I'm saying is he he is expressing the thought. You know, but, but, sir, he's he's not writing the report. The prosecutor's writing the report. What makes you think that he comes in there and says his stuff, and that's going to be accurately reflected? He's not writing the report. He doesn't get to... He doesn't get to edit it. He doesn't get to put it. He doesn't get to review his comments. I don't understand. You're the second guy who's made this point. Another one did yesterday. I'm thinking, am I, am I missing something? You're going in front of somebody who wants to take you down. And you say, well, he's doing this because, you know, public consumption on the report. Well, he's not going to have any control over that. What I'm saying is at this point in time. President Trump is saying that he would like to meet with Mr. Mueller, but that doesn't mean that he will. But what I'm saying is for the purpose of... Well, how does that help? Well, because it might soften uh, the the public perception of Mr. Trump if and when Mueller does produce this report. Well, you're not making any sense to me. So he says, yeah, I want to meet with Mueller, but then you say he won't, and that'll soften the public perception of the report. I, I, this is incongruous to me. It's not making any sense. It, it's for public consumption. What's for public consumption? That that he's saying I want to meet with him and then not meet with him. Well, uh, it's it, it's it. The charge, as you said, would be obstruction of justice. So by saying, well, from President Trump saying I'd like to meet with Mr. Mueller. All right, sir. Thanks for your call. I got it. it this doesn't make any sense to me. And you can see he's having difficulty. He's repeated it three times, but it's not right. Am I missing something, Rich? So you meet with the prosecutor. He has the ability to destroy you. But you do it for public consumption. But actually, you don't meet with the prosecutor. You say you'll meet with the prosecutor, but don't meet with the prosecutor to soften up the public. Soften up the public for what? For when the prosecutor writes the report and says there's probable obstruction here to lay out the case for impeachment. It doesn't, it's not, it's not. It's not clicking. It's not one step's not following the next is what I'm trying to say. Pat, Clearwater, Florida, Sirius Satellite. Go ahead. Mark? Yes, sir. Mark? How you doing? I just okay. wanted to call and tell you that, you know, you're probably the best thing that happened to radio, that, that talk radio in a long time. But I, I just wanted to get to your what you're talking about right now with Mueller. Well, thank you, by the way. Go right ahead. But yeah, because I go back to Bob Grant, the late great Bob Grant, who yeah. never let these liberals get on their show and run their half cockamamie ideas off. He just got rid of them. Can, can I tell you something, Pat? And I was among, I think, Bob Grant's good friends for a long time. And I don't sit here and say Bob Grant did this, Bob Grant did that. But I can tell you here instinctively, I listen to these people and I think to myself, they have almost already all the media platforms, talk show hosts seem to think that they're going to come off very well, that it's a balanced debate if they let these fools go on and on. If somebody's going to talk for 20 seconds and they really are a fool, I'm not wasting my time. I wouldn't do it in my private life. Why the hell would I do it on the radio? That's my point. 
these guys, they, these guys are the so-called conservative talk show hosts. Listen to these liberal knuckleheads, and, and, and they let them get their point across. They, 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 they're brainless. They're like they're like robots. They're, they're in lockstep. The left is in lockstep. I don't care what goes on. What they're not going and, on. And they don't want to have a debate. Let's be honest. When I get one who wants to have a debate, fine. But they bounce around. They're trying to score points. You know, I want to settle down. Let's get into this. But they don't want to. All I wanted to tell you. Yes, sir. Is, is President Trump, who I didn't support in the primary, I supported Ted Cruz. Right. But President Trump should have gotten rid of Comey, Rosenstein, that knucklehead Kostinen, all, all, what's that Stedman, that knucklehead Stedman that used to work for Trump, the uh, attorney general. What was his name? Stedman? You mean Sessions? Yeah, no, I mean Holder. I mean, he used oh, to work Holder. for uh, Obama. Worked for Obama. Right. All, all the corruption and, and Benghazi, everything that was done under that administration, and nothing, nothing has been done. Two seconds after the election, what are Democrats doing? They're running this game about the Russians got involved in the election. It's the biggest this, this, it's the biggest political scam in modern American history. It's unbelievable. This was their backup plan in case Hillary lost the election. They had this thing down pat. I think you're right. I think you're right. Right. And the American people are sitting there like a bunch of dummies listening to these knuckleheads uh, at the Congress when they were going back and forth, who did this, who did that, who did this. Let me, let me tell you something, Mark. I'm 72, over 70, a little over 72. I've been listening to the talk show. I've been paying attention to politics for years. The Democrats have ruined this country since 1964. The people that are poor now... Owe it to the Democrats because they were poor back then. They created more poverty with all this phony baloney giveaway money that they give to these people. It's insanity what they have done to this country. That's basically what I have to say. All right, Pat. Thank you, buddy, and I really appreciate your call. I got to run. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Peter, Phoenix, Arizona, XM Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, doing a fantastic job. Love listening to you. Quick question, then I'll Thank get you. off and listen. All right. Does Trump have to testify? Can he be subpoenaed? And because why did Clinton testify and set his himself up? So well, because Clinton was, well, first of all, he had a civil suit, and... Uh, he declared his innocence, and he decided to fight the civil suit, so he went through that deposition. In terms of the interview with, uh, with Starr, yes, he, he agreed to be interviewed by Starr. But you know what? There's, there's a difference here. Um, President Trump hasn't done anything. Well, that's, I know. There's no blue dress. There's nothing. There's zero. So I'd be curious to know what they want him to testify about. So if they issue a subpoena, I would challenge the subpoena. I take it to court. Now, of course, there are certain constitutional things you can raise that would probably fall over time. 
But if you're going to subpoena a president of the United States to testify in front of a federal grand jury, you damn well better have some good reasons to do it. And we don't have any underlying crimes. You better have some damn good reasons. And if you're going to accuse him of obstruction, then you better have a statute that spells out what you mean by obstruction. And there is one. And it has nothing to do with the allegations that Mr. Mueller will put into his report. So if I were advising the president, I'd say stand firm. If he tries to subpoena you, we're going to challenge it. We're going to want to know what underlying crimes that relate to you. Uh, And we're also going to want to know what what exactly it is that Mr. Mueller thinks that you know. Because the fact of the matter is, Trump doesn't know anything about any of this stuff. He doesn't know anything about any of this stuff. Mueller knows a hundred times more than Trump knows because Mueller's been interviewing his staff, his campaign guys, God knows who, you know, oligarchs and everything else. So if you're going to drag a president in front of a federal grand jury... And create a spectacle like that. There's another thing you could do, you know. You ready for this? You know what? I'm going to explain it to you. You want to hold on, Peter, after the bottom of the hour? Because I think it's very important. And I want to state it so all the so-called constitutional experts who go on cable TV can repeat it, okay? Yeah, because this is driving me nuts what they've been allowed. All right, you, you hang on. I'll help you out. We'll be right back. Daily adult dosage of the Constitution. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Well, it's tax season, obviously. And for Russ and his wife, tax season brings even more anxiety over their unpaid taxes and what the IRS could do to them. Twice his wife suggested they get expert advice, and twice Russ refused. For one, they owed thousands to the IRS, and he couldn't pay. Russ was afraid that even asking advice could trigger an IRS action. Now, if you can relate to Russ, you need to call the pros at Optima Tax Relief. They know what to do. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are good people, people with families and homes, savings and paychecks that need protection, which is how they've resolved over half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. And rest assured... When you call Optima to explore all the ways they can help solve your IRS problems, your call is shielded and completely confidential. Now's the time to call. The IRS is all worked up. They're all geared up. Now's the time to call. Call Optima Tax Relief at 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. That's 800-499-6300. Remember, in one hour, 930 Eastern Time. I will be on Hannity TV on the Fox News channel. Let's bring Peter from Phoenix back. Peter's making a very good point. Peter's saying, look, I'm watching TV. I'm hearing Trump can't say no to the prosecutor because they'll subpoena him and drag him in front of the grand jury. Correct, Peter? Yep. All right, here's your answer. I'm sure there are others, but here's the answer I would use, and here's what I would do for the president. We have two memorandums. From the Department of Justice, written by an office called the Office of Legal Counsel. This is the office within the Justice Department that handles constitutional questions for the Department of Justice and the President of the United States. We have two memorandum, Peter, one during a Democrat administration, one during a Republican administration that concluded that you cannot indict a sitting president. 
Okay? Okay. You with me? Yep. Can you bring him up so I can speak to him? You with me, Peter? Okay. Yep. Now, if you can't indict a sitting president, why are you dragging him in front of a grand jury? Now, the lawyers out there might say he could be a witness, right? Yeah. You bring him in front of the grand jury to testify as a witness. A witness to what? A witness to his, his own firing of Comey? Well, that's absurd. Was, a, 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 a witness to firing, which was constitutional, but we're beyond that. Remember, we're talking about, we're talking about yeah. what Mueller wants to do. So we're not in the Supreme Court. We're not in an appellate court. We're right now, we're right there at the bottom level, at the trial level. And, and so they say, well, may, he's a witness. He's a witness to what happened to uh, Lieutenant General Flynn. A witness to what? He fired Flynn. In other words, there's no point. So I would argue the President of the United States can't be indicted, according to the Department of Justice's own memoranda, two memorandum issued by two different administrations, and you're going to subpoena him to appear in front of a federal grand jury to do what? And so that would be my argument. Could that okay? argument go all the way to the Supreme Court? Well, it depends, it doesn't it? Depends on uh, the result. It depends. I mean, if if they keep pressing the case, they go into federal district court, and then they go to the appellate court, and then it can go all the way to the Supreme Court, of course. All right, Peter. Thanks for your call. Dead air is a bad thing on radio. Paul, Gainesville, Florida, the great WSKY. Go. Yeah. Hi, Mark. Paul in Gainesville. Yes, Paul. Boy. Yeah, we know. I already said that. Yeah, I'm a fan of yours. You can't believe you're you're Thank like you. Edward R. Murrow on steroids. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, for God's sake. Well, but thank I'm you. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, I'm telling you. You are right. a bright light in a very yep. dull universe, and I'm telling you that. And not only that, you've got a great sense of humor. Probably one of the funniest guys I know on the planet. <laughs> well, thank Anyhow, you. Anyhow, what I'm what I'm and thank you so much for taking my call. I've been listening to you for God knows twenty years. And no, it can't I, be more than 15, but I appreciate that. No, 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 no. It went back before that. I caught you on a couple of shows. Oh, I thought, when I would be on Hannity and Russia's show and, and so forth. That's right. Well, Hannity and Combs, I used to go on there, and they'd say, Paul from Florida, and they'd rush me in. Why, really? I do not know. Anyhow, listen, what in the world is going on with Comey? Why, why isn't this guy locked up? Why is Mueller... Doing what he's doing. I sit back and I, one of the things about you, you're not politically correct whatsoever. And you're, you're like a kindred soul because neither am I. And I think these bums ought to be locked up. Well, Comey's not going to be locked up unless they can get him on a, uh, on some kind of a contempt, obstruction, perjury, false statements and so forth. But since there's not a special counsel, at least not yet, investigating the conduct of Comey, and the other bad cops that were at the head of the FBI, that's not in the cards right now. But look at Trey Gowdy. I mean, this guy is incompetent as hell. I know. I, it's When he first came on the marketplace, I said, well, finally, he looked honest. He, he, he had the right demeanor. But after I listened to him, and he's like a wimp, when I heard him before Congress a couple of days ago, I, I'm saying, what is he trying to say? Remember, I'm reminding people he gave two nominating speeches for Boehner for Speaker of the House. Yes, and he, he is also telling, uh, he's telling Trump 
to go out there and talk to Mueller. Are you crazy? I mean, that's absurd. Why would I want to talk to Mueller whatsoever? It's a it's a it's a question that Mueller wants to get him on something where he says something wrong. I mean, every day, every day, you and I step out of our beds, tie our shoes, and guess what? We're probably guilty of five minor crimes. <laughs> These guys keep looking and looking and looking. If I go to the toilet the wrong way, they're going to right, hold on now, hold on now, hold on now. Now here's the thing, Paul. You would think it's be the opposite, wouldn't it? If you're investigating a president and an administration and a campaign, every minor jaywalking shouldn't be relevant, should it? The president's a busy man. He's trying to protect the country from North Korea and China right now. We're engaged in a battle uh, from Russia. He's trying to deal with the Iranians and so forth. To take up the president's time with stupid stuff, it's stupid stuff, is really unconscionable. All right, Paul, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you very much. Dave, St. Paul, Minnesota, the great KLTF. Go. Good evening, Mark. Great to talk to you, and thanks for taking the call. Thank you. I I just have a simple question. Mm -hmm. The NEA and the, uh, what is it, the AFT? Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. Are they they a federal union? No, there's really no such thing as a federal. They're a national union. So they have these unions that are in the various states, and then they are affiliated with the national union. All right. And the reason why I asked is because I'm old enough to remember when Ronald Reagan had to deal with the uh, air traffic controllers. Mm-hmm. And what did he do? Fired them. Damn right. Now, the problem is in a lot of these states, not all of them, uh, there's a right to strike provision in a lot of these contracts. But in some of these states, there's not. And I agree with you. I agree with you. You don't have a right to, to strike, and you're in a public sector union. Public sector unions are different than private unions. You know, public sector unions, we are told that what what the federal government, state government, local governments do are absolute necessities. And every year we're coughing up more and more property taxes and so forth to fund them. And yet, when they go on strike, all of a sudden, well, the kids can miss seven days of school, 12 days of school. What's the big deal? Or we can shut down these roads. What's the big deal? It's a big deal. And public sector unions with the power to strike didn't exist 50 years ago. Right. And old FDR, he didn't like the whole idea of uh, no. unionizing those uh, uh, federal employees to be. He rejected with. it. He rejected it. It was John Kennedy who buckled under. Well, there was the beginning. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Getting some good callers here. Daniel, Wisconsin, Sirius Satellite, go. Good evening, Mark. Um, tonight, you painted a pretty negative and defeated portrait on your show. And so, so what are we supposed to do? I mean, in regard to the midterms, in regard to the government monopolies, such as the Department of Ed, and even in regard to a whiteness campaign? Well, first of all, you're an adult, correct? Yep. And so you call a talk show host and you say, what can I do? Right? Right. Well, first thing you have to do is think for yourself. I don't know what you can do. I've talked about Convention of States in Article 5. Are you involved in that? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, that's a good thing to be involved in. But there's no magic wand that I can wave just because I'm a talk show host or I'm a TV host or if I were a politician and so forth. That's part of the problem. If I had the answer, do you think I'd be sitting behind this microphone? No, you'd be profiting more. 
<laughs> oh, I'd be profiting more. You know, you're a jackass. Get off the phone, you fool. Really, I mean, be profiting more. Pathetic. When people say to me, what can I do, what can I do? I ask, well, what are you doing? I'm on the air. I tell you everything that I can tell you. Everything that I know. Everything that's in my brain. I tell you of a movement out there that has millions and millions of members, and that guy's not a member. Convention of States, Article 5. I think that's the best response we have. But I don't know of any others. I don't know of any others. If somebody does, they should tell me. But, you know, I'm not like Bernie Sanders where you call and say, Yo, I have the answer. We've got to nationalize this and all this and this and this. I have ideas. But what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? So I wrote the Liberty Amendments. Now, if that gentleman thinks it's easy to write a book, to spend 16 months of his life and weekends and holidays and nights from 10 p.m. to 3 in the morning writing a book, he thinks I want to do it because I make money off the book. The least amount of money I make is off my books. Then he ought to do it if it's so easy to do it rather than call me and attack me. Let's go to Will, Long Island, the great WABC. Go ahead. Hey, Mark, you know, I think you would have to be the worst attorney in the entire world to recommend that your client, Donald Trump, speak to Mueller or interview with Mueller in any way. Okay? It would be the last thing as an attorney that I would... I agree with you. Completely. It goes goes past every rule of being uh, an attorney. I mean, first off, let's let's face the facts. The political climate that we're in is not favorable to Donald Trump. They're going to want to trip him up on anything and turn him into a Scooter Libby or a Bill Clinton and wind up getting any way that they can trip him up and turn anything he says twisted into a lie. That's what they do. Okay, so any attorney that would do something like that shouldn't even be an attorney, all right? Donald Trump needs to deny an, any interview with Mueller for as long as he possibly can until, there is, until they take it to the Supreme Court and they tell him that he has to interview or testify in some way. Other than that, there is no speaking to him, period. All right, sir. Uh, I, I agree with your fundamental point. Why would an attorney recommend... I mean, I don't have any more times to say this. Why would an attorney recommend and send his client in front of this guy? I don't know. All right, brother. Thanks for your call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College is educating millions of Americans on freedom in the Constitution, economics, history, and other areas through their free online courses. Now, many of you have taken one. They also teach congressional staff and other leaders constitutional principles at their Hillsdale Kirby Center in Washington, D.C., and you can visit that center and check out the Federalist Papers. It's a great place. And I'm sure you've heard how Hillsdale's partnering with charter schools, too, and how every student on their main campus is required to study the Constitution rather than burn it, regardless of whether their major is in music, chemistry, mathematics, English, or anything else. Hillsdale does all this as part of their mission to help all Americans pursue truth and defend liberty, to help Americans become better citizens, to preserve freedom. Now they're sending a copy of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence to every middle and high public school principal in America, along with an offer 
to provide free copies for every student. Now learn how you can help in this effort and how you can get your own copy of Hillsdale's Pocket Constitution to keep or give away. At LevinforHillsdale.com, LevinforHillsdale.com, that's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Well, let's continue. Uh-oh. Tim, Fort Myers, Florida. What's going on, Tim? Well, Mark Levin, I can't believe I got through. This is the first time I ever called, and uh, it's an honor to be uh, able to speak to you. Thank you. It really is. Um, I'm very disappointed in my local radio station, 92.5 Wink FM. They preempted your radio station. Um, I can only hear you uh, on the radio from 8 to 10. Well, listen, Um, when you're on from 6 to 9 Eastern time, this happens from time to time. But anyway, I don't want to attack my affiliate. Tell me what's going on. Well, um, my doggie is, uh, is dying. Um, he's laying by my side right now. I, I just, I, I don't want to put him down, but he's struggling and, um, uh, I just can't put him down. It's um, so hard. Let me, let me ask you, what's, what's wrong with the dog? Um, he has cancer. Mm-hmm. He has cancer. He's not eating. He's barely drinking any water. Um, I'm probably going to have to call the vet to put him down tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's just so loyal. He's so loyal. He just won't go, Mark. He just won't go. I, how, how old is he? He's 13. He just turned 13 on March 6th. What kind of dog? He's a chocolate lab retriever mix. Mm-hmm. His name is Buka. Buka. I rescued him when he was two years old. I've had him for 11 years. Boy. And I, I actually had an ex-girlfriend that took him to Tennessee when I broke up with her, and I had to go pick him up and rescue him again. Mm-hmm. He's your buddy. He's my, he's, he's my everything. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to cry, but it's so right, hard. Listen, it is hard because I'm about to cry with you. You know, I, I I didn't read your uh, book, Rescue and the Sprite, but I did send it to my sister because she uh, she lost a dog as well. She lives up in New Jersey. Yeah. But I know that uh, I, I I know that I know that uh, I know that feeling when you lose <coughs> your best friend, and that's what he is. He's my best friend. Yep. I will I will tell so, you I will tell you that people are listening who completely understand you and are very upset listening and they uh, I, I know this is a uh, you know it's a uh, a political educational show but um, no, I we admire don't. you for um, going um, going there with uh, pets because they're your, they're your everything they're, I agree they're loyal they are so loyal and I just feel terrible because but, uh, but I'll tell you what Tim it's really not you doing this. He's he's leaving. And the hard part is to know when he should leave. Because you don't want to play God. And I don't want to play God. And you don't want to make a mistake. No, I don't. I, but, if I, he's, but, I but listen, if he's not eating and he's not drinking. I had a little baby. 
and his name was Griffin. And sometimes I dread that I let him stay too long because he stopped eating and he stopped drinking too. And they will starve to death. But Tim, you'll make the right decision, whatever you do, because you have a big heart and this is your beautiful baby. And we all pray for you and wish you well. Staying with Buka. All right, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you on Fox in 30 minutes. And we wish Tim all the best. God bless.